0: and I want to hear what you have to say. The whole thing is now people in, in Kate Brown's own party are starting to um, ask War. and is expressing our opinion and speaking freely. is essential to bringing about change in our society. And the control that the government and people want to have over me, the more they grab and grasp at it, the less they can take it. Good evening, and welcome to Get Real with Brick Dancer. We're glad to have you here. We got a lot of stuff for you tonight on the show. We're packing it full. Um, we're going to have uh talk about how oxygen can help you. So many people are writing me and telling me, I, right, Rick, I am so stressed because of everything going on in the world. And, um, so Matt McCarl from New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness Center is going to be here to talk about some breathing things, also some infrared light that you can do some blue lights you can use, um, all kinds of ways to kind of relax us and do that sort of thing. He'll be coming up a little bit later. Um, we also have Kevin Mannix with here's something you don't hear much. Common Sense for Oregon. <laughs> That's kind of a novel idea in Oregon, Common Sense. But this is a group, and I think some of you are going to be really excited about what they are attempting to do. So Kevin Mannix is going to explain that to us. But first, you know, what would we be without Bill London from KPNW to start us off with just some of the wonderful headlines, the stories you probably don't hear anywhere else but KPNW or right here on Get Real with Rick Dancer. Bill, how you doing tonight? Here you go.
1: From the 1120 AM and 93.7 FM, KPNW Studios, good evening, and here's a look at some of the stories that we're following tonight. A pair of Oregon state senators doubt the numbers, the statistics, and even the treatments we've been seeing and hearing about from the CDC and the FDA regarding COVID-19. Now, the Epic Times reported that back in August, those senators, petitioned Oregon U.S. Attorney Scott Osbog, Chief Federal Law Enforcement Officer for the state to put those numbers to the test with a grand jury investigation. Republican Senators Kim Thatcher and Dennis Linthicum sent a petition to do just that with the signatures as well from almost 55,000 people. At issue is a whistleblower who in a sworn statement claimed that the data reported under the CDC's Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System may have been underreported by a factor of five. In the petition, the Senators expressed concerns over the measurement and reporting of COVID-19 vaccine adverse reactions, including fatalities and injuries. other concern is the widely used PCR tests, which have been noted widely throughout the pandemic, to be unreliable and producing a high percentage of false positive results. The senators and petitioners also claim there is empirical evidence that numerous effective treatments for COVID-19 are actually being withheld from Americans. While the letter and petition were sent in August, the information is now just becoming made public to protect those who are initially involved. The Corvallis School Board is going to be considering whether or not to require all students age 12 and older to be vaccinated against COVID-19. They'll be doing that tomorrow night. And at that time, the Corvallis School Board may very well explore the possibility of directing the superintendent to implement that measure, and it would, in essence, exclude non-vaccinated kids from in-person learning and also school facilities. And Next week, Portland Public Schools are going to be holding their first of three town halls on a possible student vaccine mandate in that school district for ages 12 and up. Now, from the 35,000 foot view, ABC News has reported the White House told governors on Tuesday to prepare to start vaccinating children next month. The administration said in a private call with governors that once federal regulators approve the Pfizer vaccine for kids as young as five, it's going to be distributed immediately for that purpose. Well, the looming October 18th vaccination deadline set by Governor Kate Brown is going to apply to less than a fifth of the state's 42,270 executive branch workers and could apply to even fewer depending on the outcome of ongoing collective bargaining agreements. That's because unions representing almost 28,000 state employees have negotiated deals to delay the deadline to be fully vaccinated to November 30th. Then the state independently extended the deadline to November 30th for another 7,100 plus unrepresented workers and employees in management and executive services. So those roughly 35,000 workers will have to prove they've received at least one dose of the COVID vaccine by October 18th, but won't have to be fully vaccinated until the end of November, six weeks beyond Brown's original deadline. That appears to leave only about 7,000 state workers who will have to prove they're fully vaccinated by this Monday to avoid potentially losing their jobs. Liz Mara, spokesperson for Brown, said more than half of those remaining workers are represented by other workers or unions, and they include things like police officers, corrections officials, and firefighters. Mara said those unions remain in negotiations. As of October 8th, the state had received proof of vaccination from about 65% of executive branch employees, according to the Department of Administrative Services. Well, Lane County Commissioner is suggesting the vaccine mandates for public employees may actually be a form of structural racism. And it came up during a discussion about Lane County's vaccine mandate for employees. County Commissioner Jay Bozovich on this morning's wake-up call on KPNW said OHA numbers and new numbers in a county report Focusing on Lane County could potentially point to a vaccine mandate as being structurally racist. And the report clearly shows
2: that um, vaccination rates for Hispanics, Blacks, and Native Americans lags at least twenty percent and almost up to thirty percent behind the white vaccination rate, and it begs the question you know our our employee population reflects Wayne county's population very much um and if we implement this vaccine mandate will we be laying off minorities at a higher rate and we're laying off white employees due to this vaccine mandate and is that in fact going to cause problems um as we look at also rehiring that population that's available to be hired, you're basically, you know, with with the minorities, 50% of that population will be ineligible for a public job. So is that, in fact, going to institutionalize a racist differential? And the background to this is our board declared racism a public health emergency last summer.
1: Now, Bozovich said that they're still waiting for other specific numbers on county employees' vax rates and minority employees, but he did say that he believed based on preliminary data that public works would be the hardest hit if the county mandated employees to be vaccinated by November 30th. He says he wants the deadline delayed or eliminated, and Bozovich said while he is pro-vaccine, he is against vaccine mandates. It should be mentioned that we had a sketch artist do a drawing of Commissioner Bozovich that we could show while the audio was being played. I decided that that would divert attention from what he was saying, but I still didn't want to waste it, so. (laughs) Gotta use it. I mean, we paid for it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. finally, column. New York Times columnist Nicholas Kristof, who spent some of his youthful years in Oregon, has made a decision that after months of public exploration, he has taken a step towards running for Oregon governor by forming a political action committee. Kristoff, a Democrat, officially filled in the community uh, committee paperwork on Tuesday. That allows him to raise money and hire staff ahead of an official announcement of his candidacy. Uh, candidacy. Political consultant Carol Butler has been working with Kristoff as a volunteer as he considers the race, and she somewhat downplayed the significance of the filing, saying it would allow him to continue exploring the ideas. In case you're wondering, Kristoff has lived for many years, and currently does, in New York State. Coming up tomorrow morning on The Wake Up Call, we are gonna be talking about the homeless situation in Eugene with a member of the Eugene City Council, also a businessman who's putting a group together to try and come up with ideas to combat homelessness in the community, and a local area pastor who's involved in that. And we'll have one of the people behind the lawsuit against the state of Oregon regarding its abuse of kids in foster care. And now, that said, And that'll be, by the way, tomorrow morning from 6 a.m. to 9. That said, it is time now for Rick. And he's going to get real. I am going to get
0: real. So why not have another guy from New York State run for uh, office in Oregon? Uh, Ron Wyden is a senator for Oregon, and he lives in New York State. So, hey, it's kind of an Oregon thing, I guess. That's kind of what we do in this state. Um, Not. Well, we shouldn't be doing that. Um, I want to thank Dr. Michael Bratlin from Chris Dental Family Dentistry. He sponsors Bill London's newscast every night. Uh, his idea. We brought him on, and it's working out really well. I think we need to kind of work on that artist sketch, maybe just a little bit. What do you think, Matt? I'm, you know, I'd hate <laughs> to see I'd hate to see that artist draw you or me. That would be a, a really bad mix, you know.
3: Absolutely. I I thought it was amazing though.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we already know you're a big Bill London fan. So Matt from oh, New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness Center, he is sponsoring the next few segments of our show. Um, you're going to come on a little bit later after our next segment and tell us what, Matt.
3: How folks can, like you were mentioning earlier, folks are stressed out. So we can talk a little bit about how Hyperbarics and our new power bed can help folks kind of have a better day, better sleep and get, of some of this stress that's going on
0: all right and it all happens with a lot of hot air well it's not really hot but mine is hot it's a lot of air <laughs> and a lot of light but special Absolutely. Light. and you'll tell us more oh michelle's saying hi so just so you see her
3: <laughs> hello michelle
0: <laughs> all right Matt, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes here okay so now um we're going to bring on someone who is uh from common sense oregon and uh i know this guy because uh He's been around politics in Oregon for a long, long time, ran for governors, run for a lot of different things. Kevin Mannix, how are you doing?
4: I'm doing really well, and it's nice to be with you.
0: You look good. It's nice to see you, um, you know, back in the, in the saddle here.
4: Well, I've maintained, uh, January I will have had my law firm for 36 years here in Salem. We do business law generally, but I've never really pulled out of politics. I've Served as chair of the Republican Party, a chair of the Marion County Republicans. And of course, I served 10 years in the legislature. Um, the key being getting results, getting legislation passed to get rid of bad laws, fix broken laws, and then pass new laws to address new issues. Um, and the whole point is to get results when you're a legislature, as well as advocate for your constituents. And you brought up Common Sense for Oregon. We created this years ago as an organization that's a nonprofit That works to press for common sense solutions and common sense government, which uh, these days is sometimes.
0: Kevin, is there what I argue with people all the time? I say, is there really such a thing anymore as common sense is not common at all?
4: Well, in (laughs) fact, we always hear people saying they want to rely on common sense. But common sense really is what we instinctively think is right. Let me give you an example. Okay. More and more, the state is micromanaging what our school districts can do, what our school boards can decide. And yet, if if you really would bring things down to a local level, ask people instinctively, what is best for our kids in the schools? And when you start to ask those questions, you understand that common sense is not being applied in many instances. The micromanagement by the state and then activist leftist groups running candidates for school boards who are not there to talk about education, but are there to talk about all kinds of social philosophies and policies being imposed on the schools or through the schools on our kids. So when you push back against that, parents are supposed to be the primary uh, force in in teaching yes. their kids, and we should be listening to parents as to what our schools ought to be doing.
0: Yeah, the, I, but what I try to keep reminding my viewers in the audience is that Um, The legislator, legislature, the governor, the school boards, they work for you. And somehow we've got this all messed around where we're now, you know, we're the the, the tails wagging the dog rather than the dog wagging the tail. And that's where I think people are starting to wake up and say, wait a minute, this isn't what I want. So tell me what this new move is that you guys are doing. I I think I'm I'm I really want people to understand what you're talking about. Emergency
4: powers limitations. The governor of Oregon has taken two statutes, one which is a general emergency statute, another is a medical emergency statute, and she has blended them together and stretched them so far as to assert almost complete authority over whatever she says she ought to be able to rule. And I'll give you a simple example from the beginning. We have a law that says in terms of an epidemic in a local community, if there's an epidemic breaking out, the governor does have the power to shut down activities for 14 days, 14 days. And And she she can renew that for 14 days, 28 days, the power expires. And what she did was she said, well, we've got that. But there's the general emergency law, which is for forest fires and droughts and floods and earthquakes, storms. And that has no time limit. And she said, well, I'm declaring an emergency under both of these. And the Oregon Supreme Court gave her a buy on this and said, well, that means there's no time limit. So we've been seeing continued regulation of schools and businesses by the governor through this authority. And we have a constitutional amendment that we've written up. Um, We're going to propose it to the legislature. And then if necessary later, take it to the voters that says, wait a minute, first of all, the governor has no emergency powers except for those that are specified in legislation. None of those general powers of government stuff. Second of all, when she says there's an emergency, she needs to name the counties that are affected. We have 36 counties. You could say it's in all 36 counties. But then after 30 days, whatever the governor has declared in any county cannot continue unless the county commissioners for that county say, we will continue this. But they can also say, well, we don't agree with all of this. We're going to limit it. So the county commissioners, local government become the determinants as to how you continue to respond. And every 30 days, they have to vote in favor of continuing some element of emergency. So the governor only has this power for 30 days. And that's a complete change. It's a time limitation, but it's also a shift of power from the governor's office to your local county commissioners, thirty-six counties deciding their own future. That's what we it, put is, together. This
0: is is this kind of like Senate Bill 533?
4: It, I'm not sure. Um I'm not it sure. Sounds, right.
0: It sounds real similar to that. So this is you guys are putting this out now to get to get the word out on this idea. Is this kind of like a trial balloon to see if people, if they're ready to do something like this?
4: Yes, I've sent it out to all the county commissioners around the state. We forwarded to a lot of other folks. We have it on our website and we're actually sending it out to folks in mailing saying, what's your response to this? We're not going to be presumptuous that we're perfect. Do you have comments about the language? You know, what, what is the input? And we'll carry on that process for some time. But we do need to have a constitutional amendment that limits the power of the governor as to emergencies. Because she has just run amok with those powers,
0: and especially like well for all counties, but when you get into rural Oregon, um, where they weren't seeing some of the trouble that other counties were seeing, they were being treated the exact same way as Multnomah and Clackamas and Washington, where the outbreaks were bigger in Lane, um, and uh, and they feel it, that would give them some their county commissioners some power back to, to exactly. handle that
4: empower local government. And by the way, there are eight counties right now that have said they're not following the vaccine mandates of the governor. Um, uh, let's re-empower local government through our constitution and say, we respect those folks who are locally elected and who have the opportunity to make a decision for their county as to their local circumstances. And they may decide, yes, this, uh, this is a continuing situation. We need to maintain the emergency, but they may also say, you know, in our county, we don't need to do this and it's over.
0: All right. Kevin, thank you so much for coming. How do people find out more about this and get involved with that?
4: They can go to the Common Sense for Oregon website. We have information on the website about this and other things we're doing. We have been challenging the governor's use of her agencies as enforcement. Uh, tools. She's been using not just OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, she's been using the lottery, she's been using the Liquor Control Commission, and actually, if it's truly a, a medical matter, it ought to be the Oregon Health Authority that's addressing it, but she has limited that, by or gotten around it, by saying these other agencies will be her enforcement uh, groups.
0: All right. Kevin Maddox, thank you so much for joining us. Common Sense for Oregon. I can't think of anything Amazing, better. Yeah. Thank you for being here. We appreciate Pleasure to be
4: with you. Take care right,
0: See you later. All right. So as you guys see, we have a troll. Shelly Davey um, is just all mouthy and saying all kinds of nasty little things on there. And if I could figure out how to get you off of there, I'd dump you. But um, you're just going to town on. Oh, wait, there we go. I think I found a way. Oh, you have slipped into here. You snarly person, you. And I don't have a way of getting off. You really got into my system. There you go, Shelby Davy, Davey. Um, and well, it's a troll. So you guys just ignore the troll. We're not gonna pay attention to what they're doing. And after the show, I will go into my little secret Wizard of Oz booth and I will block you for life. <laughs> That's what I can do to you, Shelby. Have fun with it, girl, whatever you are. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. There's, there is never a dull moment on the Get Real with Rick Dancer show. I am, never. So um, my man, I'm excited to have you here. I was just talking to somebody today and she was saying to me, God, Rick, I am just I can't sleep. I am so stressed out from all of this and everything that's going on. Um, It is crazy, and so what are some things, I mean, I know you know. there's, what are some things people can do? You're in the business of oxygen, and oxygen, as we're learning, um, is really, even under high pressure is great, but even we can do some things at home without going into the tank that we can do to to kind of relieve that.
3: Yeah, most folks can, you know, most folks know about yoga and yoga breathing, where you're just taking a nice deep breath in through your nose. Holding it for a few seconds, and then breathing out fully through your mouth. And you do that a few times, and you start – that just helps excite everything in all the nerve endings you write. And you just start feeling them tingle, and it helps you just really relax. And there's another uh, gentleman named Wim Hof, and they, he's been around for a while, and there's a way of breathing called the Wim Hof method, and you can look it up. And it's similar. It's a little bit like yoga breathing, but a little bit more to it than that. Is that the so, one is- Is that what that one is? Something like that, yeah. Okay. So it just helps you get more – it helps you get the maximum amount of oxygen in your body that you can without breathing supplemental oxygen. Wimoff actually was one of the gentlemen that first realized that cancer and oxygen don't get along. And the more you oxygenate your body, the less chance for cancer. to survive in it. So that's a really good thing to do.
0: And your place. you're finding with your business that with the, the hyperbaric tanks, um, that this is really effective for people, um, even your family members who have cancer. This is mm-hmm. super effective at putting people in remission and, and getting them where they need to be.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because it is Cancer Awareness Month. I have a few friends that are like real men wear pink and they're fundraising this this month for that because it is that month. And yes, my wife is in full remission, and I think I mentioned it on one of the shows earlier, where she, her tumor that was non-surgical, non-removable, they did an ultrasound in June after eight years of hyperics, is pretty much non-existent, which is fantastic. And all she does is take a nap, basically, in a hyperic chamber for a few hours at a time, multiple times a week, and has been doing that religiously for eight years now.
0: You know, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and the guy was on uh, Chris Williams' podcast and he was talking about. He's written books and studied uh, breathing, and he says most of us should be breathing more, which I noticed after I listened to this, out of our nose. And you always, when you get in the hyperbaric chamber, you put little tubes right there at the edge of our nose because he says instead of breathing out of your mouth, breathing out of your nose causes you to take a deeper breath and there's proof that that's really the way to do it and so i've been like at night when i have trouble sleeping i've been doing that and it does help keeping my mouth shut until i fall asleep and then i don't know what's happening and um, you know if i, right. if I yeah. i'm afraid if i put duct tape over my mouth i might end up dead and then you know who wants to be the guy that died from duct taping his own mouth and you know that that would be a horrible thing
2: yeah that would be good so tell yes,
0: them also
3: absolutely in through your nose out through your mouth is a really good way and because it's a good cleansing breath
0: what, what about, um, talk about light therapy too. The stuff you're doing with light therapy is just fascinating to me.
3: Yeah, we have a couple different options for the light therapy. We can do the the light therapy in the chamber to target specific areas where we use the red, the infrared and the blue light for targeting specific areas of the body. We have a, a cap that goes on your head that's the red and the infrared and we can set it for a relaxation setting to help you really relax and just feel more, well, more re- get a lot of stress out there's an eye mask that we can put on with that that's red and blue light. And the blue light really works with your circadian rhythm. So we don't usually do that after three in the afternoon for folks with the blue light because it will can keep you awake at night. Oh, so yeah. So we want to do the blue light early in the morning to wake you up, reset that circadian rhythm so you actually sleep better at night. So that's what we can do in the chamber to kind of target different areas. And like I said, we have a – it's called the B set. We put on the B setting, which – For me, one of the first times I used the head cap and the eye I used the B setting, and I was going to just check them out, check out the setting, and I had a podcast on, listening to it. I had to shut the podcast off because it forced me into a meditative state, which was pretty awesome and pretty amazing the first time I used that. and Then our new power bed that you got to experience last month, there's a, a specific mode on that for relaxation, and I've used it on a couple. I've used it myself. I used it last month, right? like I did it and then went into a massage and i was almost snoring almost instantly because i was so relaxed already from the bed that the 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 massage just eased me right into a nice relaxation more more relaxed and so i was slept through most of my massage which was okay um but i also had one of our employees she's my office manager she had a migraine really bad one day when she came to work and that she wanted to go home. And I said, well, great. Yeah, that's good. I got things covered. You go home. But before you do, let's stick you in in the light bed. So we stuck her in the light bed on the relaxation mode. And she said that when she got done, her headache, let's say it was an eight. She said it was more like a three when she got out. It was wow. more like a headache versus a migraine. And she just went home, slept, and felt really good the next day.
0: Do you, Matt, do you because of what you do with these different therapies that are kind of alternative alternative? it's not, it's alternative treatment, not medicine. Do you realize how much we as a culture, um, we just, you know, we think we take the the pill, we're going to take a pill, and it's going to solve all of our problems. And really, a lot of them, I think, are just masking or hiding them rather than really digging in and figuring out what it is that's wrong, and how we can make that different. And I mean, the simple things that God already created, oxygen, the light, you know, I mean, and how we are, our rhythm is so off from lighting, because of, you know electricity it wasn't yeah it, you know and, you, and sitting in front of a computer screen before you go to bed you're all the wrong blue light is right there in front of you it's no wonder people aren't sleeping do you find that a lot with patients
3: i do get a lot of folks commenting about you know having trouble sleeping and stuff like that so i share with them there's the ability you can go right on amazon has these yellow blue blocker glasses that you can put on so when the sun goes down like right about maybe another 45 minutes from now if you're at home and you want to watch TV and do all the things you normally do, that's fine. Just put these yellow glasses on. It blocks the blue light if you don't have the ability to turn it off like you can on your phone because a lot of TVs still have that blue light in the backside. That's why folks that watch TV in the bedroom have trouble falling asleep because the blue light's on, keeping you awake. But if you put the the glasses on then that blocks the blue light and it still allows you to watch your TV but your circadian rhythm kicks in, your melatonin starts flowing because the blue light keeps the melatonin from flowing and keeps you from getting sleepy and being able to fall asleep
0: so matt what can people do how do they get a hold of you and all that i've got your number rolling across here but how else can um because you guys have, have special deals you have mm-hmm. different ways people can come in why don't you explain that to people
3: so yeah they can go to the website absolutely or check that out find us on facebook at new leaf hyperbarics eugene also we are first time We run a special, it's $49 for your first treatment. We get you a coupon to get two more right away because we want to see you do your first three within seven days, really get you detox, get that inflammation down and get you feeling really good. Get you, you know, get that stress out of you as well if that's what you're coming in for. And then after that, we got packages and different things we can do um speaking of specials next month is november which means we're having our biggest sale of the year so we call green saturday it's our version of black friday so it's the weekend of thanksgiving it's the lowest price point of the year you can fill your account up we have folks that buy enough to do their year's worth because a lot of folks do maintenance like say they come in every other week so they buy enough to be able to do that for the full year
0: at that price yeah it's a great deal so kathy says this is interesting i never knew that and then just so you know, you're kind of in a little bit of hot water because your wife said pretty sure that was just aimed at me. And I think she's talking about the TV <laughs> in bed. You no, know, she
3: knows that I just put on my, I put on my, I have an eye mask that I put on when I go to bed. It's totally black. But that's because <laughs> I used to work knock shift. So sleeping during the day when you work knock shift, you you have to, like, your bed, has, your room has to be totally blacked out. And I couldn't do that. So I just always had a eye mask that I wore for the longest time. So I've just always worn it now.
0: Matt McCarl, New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness Center. Thank you for your support. Thank you for sponsoring the show, getting good information out tonight. Um, Carrie says, you wish you were available in Roseburg. Well, (laughs) we're only
3: an hour away, Carrie, and we rent and sell chambers so we can always put one in your home.
0: Carrie, that's another thing they do do that, though. Matt will come down and set it up. You can rent them if you're going through treatment or something that you need a lot, or you can buy them for your own and have one. So one of the houses I'm looking at in Montana has a sauna. Perfect. A sauna in the house. I'm like. Red,
3: just a plain sauna or a red sauna?
0: Well, of course you I asked <laughs> me. I don't know. <laughs> it, it looked well, like a plain sauna, but I didn't see okay. any red.
3: Well, that's probably not an infrared sauna. It's probably just a plain steam oh, dry sauna.
0: That. Well, maybe I'll get one of those little red lights and put it in there.
3: Yeah. Well all I have to do is I'll have to come over and set up a chamber at your house if
0: you're gonna be way too far That would it. be really awesome. All right, Matt McCarl, thanks for being our sponsor. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. CC sir. CC, forgive him. He knows not what he does. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. So everybody, there is a group called Common Sense for Oregon and they are working on an initiative. To try to change the constitution so that uh, any governor can't uh, do what they've been doing with this pandemic this way because that wasn't the intention of the rules that were set up Um, and so they're trying to correct that if you want more information go to their website at common sense for oregon and uh, you can find out more Uh, bill london filled us in with a whole bunch of information um one of those stories we are trying to work on to get somebody on tomorrow night at five o'clock that is the folks who are Um, filing the uh, suit uh, on COVID. And uh, we'll be talking with them tomorrow night, hopefully about that tomorrow night. We will also have Kim Stark will be back and she'll be doing uh, events coming up this weekend to help you plan your weekend ahead. And also Scott Littlejohn is going to be on. He's an insurance broker here in town and uh, they do free help for people going on Medicare. And this is the time right now to sign up for Medicare. And it's it's changes all the time and it's complicated and it's like not one of those things you need to sit down and put up with because scott doesn't charge you the 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 insurance companies pay him to help you do this so he makes a living but he doesn't charge you so you're getting free help and you don't have to go through all those garbly gook government forms he'll take you through the whole process and help you with that so he's going to come on tomorrow night and explain a little bit about that and how you get in touch with him And then there's no telling what else we'll have on because, and then of course, Bill London. Um, Isn't it nice to have Bill on here? I really like having Bill and Kim uh, providing a whole bunch of different information. So what can you do for us? You can share this on your page so that other people see it and know what we're doing. Um, Encourage people to watch this because we're kind of like the alternate news. And, you know, we're happy to have Shelby on our page to heckle and and say nasty words because it just shows out there that the the, the people who are the trolls are still watching and paying attention. So don't pay attention to them. Um, let them do what they do. Um, obviously, I will go in there and try to figure out how to block her, her ass and get her out of here. But, you know, um, there's a, you know, it, I had someone say to me something kind of interesting today. They were just saying, Rick, and, and I was at the barbershop, shop, uh, renegade barbershop, getting my hair kept from Mario. And guy sitting in the, that's the chair there and he goes, Rick, you know, what happened to the days when, we could, you know, disagree and everybody was fine with it. It wasn't like world war two and I said, I don't know. I don't know what has happened, but, um, well, I do, um, uh, you know, when you use fear to manipulate people, um, then this is the res- This is a residual gunk that happens. And when our leaders sometimes, uh, make decisions and do things they don't think often they don't think about the bigger ramifications like setting up mandates and then all of a sudden we don't have enough nurses we don't have enough teachers so we're hiring warm bodies over 18 to educate our children who the only reason the only test they passed was um a, uh, a background check and those are the key people are going to be teaching your kids um these are the things that happen when people start ruling out of fear and making bad decisions and not listening to all of the public. And that's why we're doing what we're doing because you have a voice and you deserve to use it. And we have people that believe that about you as well. So that's what we're doing here. Um, I am Rick Dancer. Tomorrow night, we will be back at five o'clock. Have a great night and don't worry about it. Remember what Matt told you, breathe. Take your deep breaths, and if you're having a lot of stress from this, give them a call and get in there and start getting some hyperbaric treatment or some uh, infrared lights treatment. So there we go. Um, I will talk with you tomorrow. See you later. Have a good night. Sleep well.